And before we start, I actually just wanted to share with someone because when somebody does a, a taiva for you, when someone does a favor for you, a good thing for you, you're supposed to share in public, uh, to recognize the good that they have done for you. So my mother-in-law actually took our four older kids, got in the car and drove down to LA today for the next couple of days. I mean, <laughs> we were just sitting there eating supper and like reminiscing about how when we had one kid, it was very stressful having one kid. And how it's like you're sitting there eating supper like, this is such a vacation. <laughs> do, you have, do you have mitzvahen in LA? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yes, yes. Le Leah's grandfather lives there, and grandparents live there. Yeah, we go there. My old hometown. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Okay, so we finished acquiring cleanliness, and the previous chapter was chapter twelve. It was a short one, and it was describing that the method of actually acquiring cleanliness is to have constant review of the halacha, because through the constant review of halacha and Torah what you will obtain is the understanding of how Hashem wants us to deal with the world, right? Because the Torah is Hashem speaking to us, and that will help us obtain the level of, um, of cleanliness. Now we're up to chapter 13. Chapter 13 is the mida, the character of the virtue of abstinence, okay? So the, some of these words, I want to read them in Hebrew also, just because it's a little bit easier to understand them in, in Hebrew and on some level than it is in English. Abstinence is the first step towards piety. Now, the word in Hebrew is chasidut, right? So to be a chasid did not come into existence in the 1700s. This is far older, right? To be a chasid means to be someone who has a very high level of devotion and adherence in their mitzvah observance and in their connection to God, right? Now today, colloquially, it certainly refers to those people who have become, you know, are of Hasidic background or take on Hasidic, you know, customs. But the true meaning of Hasidut is really referring to a very close connection in their uh, mitzvah observance. So abstinence is the first step towards the high level of Hasidut. I, I want to be clear also, as we go through these later chapters, these are obviously talking about a very high level. Right? And most of us are not on this level right now. But I think it's important to try to take out principles and fundamentals that we can as we go through these chapters and use those that we could, to the extent that we could apply them to our everyday life. Right? So it doesn't mean if you hear something that he's saying that's just, it's just completely above where we are right now. That's true. It is completely above where we are right now. But A, this is aspirational. And B, there's still principles that you can take out and apply to your daily life. And here, I want to point out that whatever we have explained until now refer to what a person has to do in order to become righteous. In Hebrew, the word is tzaddik, right? So we think of tzaddik as being this incredibly righteous person. Technically, tzaddik just means correct, right? Tzaddik, right? In modern-day Hebrew, tzaddik means correct. So tzaddik means that everything that you're doing is correct. Chassid is on a higher level than tzaddik, right? We don't necessarily associate those words like that today, but that is indeed the, the original meaning. From here onward, the subject is how one can become pious or become a uh, chassidus. Therefore, abstinence is to piety what vigilance is to alacrity. So earlier, I think in chapter maybe six and seven, we dealt with the vigilance and then we dealt with alacrity. Vigilance was zihirut, right, which means to be careful in everything that you do, and alacrity was zirizut, right? So to do things quickly. So the, that was one relationship of where you had the vigilance was abstaining from negative acts 
and alacrity is doing positive acts with a specific characteristic in how you do it. Now, now we're going to be describing the abstinence, which is prishut in Hebrew, and how the prishut is going to be the first step towards chasidut. So prishut is once again abstaining from doing something bad, and chasidut is doing something good. The first member of each pair involves renouncing evil, while the second involves doing good. Our sages of blessed memory express the underlying principle of abstinence as follows. Sanctify yourself through the permissible. Okay, so this is something that the Midrash says about the parasha of um, Kedoshim, that you should be holy, that the Ramban, Nachmanides, famously says right there, to be, make yourself holy with that which you are permitted to do, but don't do it, even if you're permitted to do it. And what does that mean? Let's discuss what that means. This is what the word abstinence actually means. To abstain and distance oneself from something, i.e. to deny oneself what is permissible, with the aim of setting up a barrier preventing any contact with the actual prohibition. So what that means is like this. If someone recognizes about themselves, they're not eating not kosher food, they're only eating kosher food, but they've recognized about themselves that they feel they're too involved in, in food. They became a real foodie, right? And like a large part of their day is taken up by looking at blogs, and, and, you know, recipe clipping. And it just, it feels like it's not necessarily where they want to be. It's not necessarily helping them grow to the level that they want to grow. Not saying there's anything wrong with being into food per se. There's a question of moderation as in all matters. So technically it's permitted. They're not doing anything forbidden. But they recognize that that's something that they want to, it's a hobby, but it's become a little bit too overwhelming for them and it's taking over their lives. So make yourself holy with that which is permissible. There's nothing forbidden over here. But what you'll say is, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of a simpler meal. Instead of putting on, I'm going to make sure from now on, the next six meals that I have, I'm only going to put max four spices on the dish. No more than four spices involved. And that itself is going to help you slowly build a little bit of a resistance to that which is taking over your life. The idea is that one must distance himself and abstain from anything whose emergence may lead to evil. Even though in the immediate presence it does not lead to evil, and even though it is surely not a matter of intrinsic evil, there's nothing intrinsically evil about getting too involved in, in food. It's not intrinsically evil. But it is taking over one's life, and it's taking away from their ability to fulfill other things properly the way that they would like to do it. So they're going to abstain from it. But they're not going to say, oh, I'm just going to abstain from being a foodie. That's not always so simple. So what one should do is to slowly build a resistance to, this, uh, to the culture and to the entire... Uh, idea that they're trying to abstain from, right? So instead of spending an hour a day on a food blog, only spend a half hour and so on and so forth. One who inquires into the matter will discover three distinct levels. The actual prohibitions, the things that are prohibited on a Torah level, their restrictions, fences around the Torah, which are the enactments and safeguards that are sages of blessed memory decreed for all of Israel, right? So level number one is the level that Hashem himself forbade us to do. Level number two, are the safeguards that the sages put around the Torah so that we don't come to do the actual prohibitions of God. Level number three are the individual restrictions that every person who is committed to abstinence must observe by setting his own boundaries and building fences for himself. Right? This is an individual thing. This is a subjective process. This is not something that one is going to be an across-the-board type of situation where everybody is taking upon themselves a specific practice. That's not what we're talking about. Everybody has to know themselves, right? That's step number one, know thyself. Once you know yourself, then you can figure out 
What are your obstacles in life? This means that one must forgo those very things that are permissible, that have not been prohibited to all of Israel, and he must abstain from them so that he will be very, very far from evil. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Tomorrow night, he's going to discuss the, how do we have the ability to forbid things that the Torah said is permitted. If Hashem said it's permitted, who are we to say that it's forbidden? We know better than Hashem. What's that whole idea? A fascinating idea, right? You know, what exactly the human power is to create things in this world and what it is that Hashem gave us the, the agency and the ability to decide what we want to change and that is indeed what he wants us to do. Okay, we continue. Take care, everyone.